Hello friends, welcome to Are They Human, a podcast dedicated to breaking down the barriers between the public and those that practice science professionally. I'm your host, Kelsey Nelson, and I'm a student at the University at Buffalo pursuing my master's degree in science in the public within the Graduate School of Education. In this podcast, we are going to be chatting with scientific professionals about the field of science, what they hope to accomplish as scientists, and who they are outside of the lab to hopefully demonstrate that these lovers of science are in fact human. In today's episode, I interview Stephanie Cochran, who is the Lab Services Coordinator at Boise State University. As you may notice by her title, Stephanie does not hold a PhD and is not a scientific researcher. This may lead you to question why I chose to interview Stephanie in today's episode, but bear with me. I've had the pleasure of knowing Stephanie for almost 10 years, and she's been a lover of science, specifically chemistry, for longer than I've known her. I wanted to chat with somebody who works in the field of science, but isn't necessarily within the field of research. When it comes down to it, Stephanie is a great person who shows you that you don't have to get a PhD to love and work in science. Let's jump on into the conversation. Okay, Stephanie, thanks for chatting today. Of course, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, I was wondering if you wanted to start by just kind of sharing a little bit about what you do. Let me start off by saying my title in the chemistry department at Boise State University is Lab Services Coordinator. Okay, what does the Lab Services Coordinator do? I provide the chemicals, materials, and supplies for, right now, the lower division um, educational labs. Additionally, I also help maintain the facility. Mm -hmm. I also function as a safety officer for the department. And um, I'm, I'm currently giving myself the title of um, administrative chemist. I like that. What does that entail? It means that a lot of the special projects I work on involve chemical storage, um, classification of like storage compatibility. Just I I do a lot of like supply management. So tell me a little bit about what kind of drew you to getting your undergrad degree. um, Okay. And then kind of what led you to this position that you're currently in. Okay. So what's People are usually shocked when I tell them this. All through high school, well, all before that, I always just assumed I was bad at math. Okay. I had no empirical evidence to back that up. (laughs) I always did well Well, in math. Well, because you couldn't do the math to calculate the empirical evidence. Yeah, exactly. I just assumed, (laughs) oh, therefore I must be bad at this. So all through high school, I did all of these AP classes. I never did any AP science classes, though. English was my thing. Yeah. Like, that was like my bread and butter. I was good at that. I actually competed for and got a scholarship at the College of Idaho in English. And so I competed in that. That's what I enrolled as my major. Okay. And then my freshman year happened. And you know what they made me do? They made me do creative writing. Of course they did. I don't do creative writing. But at the same time, while I was really struggling with that, because I'm like, again, empirically, I'm like, how can you freaking grade creative writing? Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's 100% subjective. You either think I'm talented (laughs) or I'm not. Somebody else might think I am. My mom thinks I am. But I was also doing chemistry at the same time. Okay. I was really jamming on the chemistry. Okay, so you're doing well in chemistry. So what made you do this, you know, make the switch? I I did not want to do creative writing. I didn't like it. Okay. And... Honestly, it comes down to I liked the chemistry that I was doing. Yeah. 
I liked the people. Yeah. And it seemed like I could do it. Okay, so you're getting ready to graduate. What kind of did you see happening from there? I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew that I needed to stay involved in something. So I decided, oh, I know they have a physical chemistry course at BSU. They didn't happen to offer that at College of Idaho. True. So I enrolled in that. Good for you. And at the same time, I was like, oh, they're hiring for the stockroom. They need students. So, and then at that same time, I was really close with uh, Karen Hammond. Okay. And she uh, came over. and Staff or faculty? Staff. Okay. She's like, hey, we need a lab instructor. Your grades make the cut. Are you interested in teaching an OCHEM lab? And I'm like, happy, naive, spring in my step, 22-year-old's like, hell yeah, I am. So, like, I did that. After three years, I went, I think I went, I went three-quarter time after two years and then full-time three years. And so I've been in this position for five years. Um, So you work with a lot of students, some who may or may not major in a science. Do you have any stories of a student coming in who's not a science major and maybe feeling intimidated by taking the course and then having a different outcome or maybe those fears were affirmed or or what's been your experience with those students? Uh, The first thing that comes to mind is my uh, second term as an OCHEM instructor. Okay. So Becca was in, incredibly nervous, and I mean, she was just just like physically high strung from having to be in the class. So she would just be very nervous and very very timid and scared. Yeah. And I could tell, like I looked at her notebook and stuff, and they had to do their calculations before. She always had them right. She was always prepared. Yeah. She she knew what she was doing. She was just psyching herself out, and I think a lot of it, a lot of that nervousness and stuff with associated with chemistry is because people automatically assume this is hard, I can't do it. And I think in that way, people tend to almost defeat themselves before they start. Yeah. And that's a super hard mentality to overcome. Yeah. With chemistry, I think there's the pun not intended, the element of danger, the uh, the fear of messing up. So what ended up happening with Becca? She ended up doing incredibly well. She either got an A or a B. I can't remember. In OCHEM, either is excellent. Phenomenal. Okay, Steph, I'd like to transition just a little bit now. There's research showing that there's a disconnect in understanding of science for a lot of reasons, but one of which being the um, kind of pedestal that scientists can be put on, whether that is a scientist putting themselves on there or kind of society as a collective. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. And I think, I think we're going to see a change away from that. Okay. Why is that? Because I think that there is such a high value now on being able to communicate. But it, it's it's that ability to communicate yes. that is becoming more valued that I yes. think is going to just, it's going to change the game and it's going to make it yeah. more accessible. Well, and that willingness to communicate has to come with both from both sides. Definitely. You, you have to have people in science that are willing to um, alter how they communicate. Mm-hmm. Not substantially, but I think we can all 
you know, you and I both can ramble on for hours about the technicalities of, of undergraduate projects that we had or research we've done or anything like that, oh, right? Oh, yeah. I don't use that phrasing because that doesn't open up the door to some no, sort it doesn't. of fun. People, Interesting. people are either going to be too intimidated yes. or they're going to be like, wow, stuck up much? Yeah. It's like, it's breaking down that dynamic. It's making it more personal between yeah. who you're talking to and what you're talking about. Yeah. Education becoming less formal in that way almost makes it, not almost, it makes it more accessible. And it takes yeah. it takes away that stigma of, oh my gosh, you understand this? I could never understand that. You must be a genius. Wasn't it, there was, there's some, it's probably apocryphal, but there's this anecdote, and it was this, probably maybe Einstein, I don't know, but they asked him, what what are you working on right now? And so he got out a cocktail napkin and drew it. And, he, and, there, and somebody said, if you can't describe or draw what you're working on, on a cocktail napkin, you don't understand it. Yeah, it's true. If you can't explain it to someone, you can't explain it to like a yeah. third grader, Yeah. then you don't understand no. it and quite honestly stop trying to BS everybody. Yeah, <laughs> like, right? It's a balance. <laughs> people have to be willing to learn, mm -hmm. but then people also have to be willing to change, not dumb down how they communicate, but change how they communicate. Like I said, I think the language of science yeah. serves as a, can serve as a huge barrier just because people are afraid to say things like, yeah. I have no idea what that means. Can you explain that to me? Yeah, it's on both sides. People are afraid to do that, and then people are also afraid to be received poorly. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Um, and that, that's why I think, it. like I said, I think we're going to see a change, just like how so cool. tattoos are becoming more commonplace. It's so true. Piercings are more cool in the workplace, yeah. more accepted. I You're think, seeing a transition of... I think those traditional barriers yes. between like citizen science scientists in the public and yeah. traditional scientists who have gotten their degrees to whatever extent, yeah. that's going to start breaking down because there's so much information available and there's there's less formality. You've, you're interested in chemistry. You've been working in chemistry. Mm -hmm. I think you're a cool testament of how you can follow that interest and have a career in science, oh, yeah. but not necessarily have to go the academic route. You don't have to get that graduate degree if you don't want to. If you do, yeah, more power to you. Yeah. Um, but I really like the point that you've brought up um, in that, you know, there are benefits to having a degree, but you don't have to have a degree to be passionate about oh, a subject. Absolutely. And not getting a PhD or a master's degree in something doesn't mean that you're not involved in the field, that you're not in some way, I guess, quote unquote, an expert in the field. Yeah. It doesn't make you any less of whatever you're doing to not have those extra letters. That's a good point. At the back, at the end of your name. And it sure as heck doesn't make you any more competent to have them. If you want to be really specialized in something, that's great. Yeah. But just because you choose not to do that, it doesn't mean that you're any less of a chemist yeah. or a biologist or a nutritionist or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't make you any less of that to decide to not pursue that route. So what are some things outside of your profession that have really got you hooked right now? One of the things that I really like to listen to are like science podcasts. Oh, yeah. What are your favorites? Uh, this podcast will kill you. Ooh, I haven't heard that one. <laughs> It's these two women. Okay. They're the Aarons. Okay. They're, Ooh, they're, they're epidemiologists. Love it. And they every, like, 
two weeks, they go into in-depth about a different infectious disease. That's so cool. It is super cool because they talk to you about the, the infectivity, the symptoms. Yeah. Like what happens when somebody gets this? Then they talk about the historical context of the yeah, disease. Also very important. Right. And then they talk about the current state of that disease today. That's yeah. so cool. Do you have any other favorites? Mm. Oh, I like to listen to Crime Junkie. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a good one. That's yeah. That's a good one. Um, NPR has a new one called Shortwave. Okay. That's also really good. Um, just started listening to that one the other day. I think it only started like a few months ago, but okay. that was pretty good. I'm trying to think of any other ones I listened to. There's one, and I, can't, I haven't listened to it in a while. I can't remember the name, but... Somebody out there knows it. It's yeah. a little. It's a little British one, and they do like Cute. twenty minute like science ones where they talk about. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's called chemistry in its element. Oh, cute! And there's just a play on words there too. Oh, oh, it's so cute, and you're like, oh, okay, that's pretty interesting. You're like, oh, I love it. Oh, thank you so much. This was so much fun. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. I, I'm. I feel honored to be asked because, yeah. you know, imposter syndrome, I don't really consider myself a science professional, yeah. but... But you are. But they pay me to do science They pay stuff, you, so, so that's all that's that matters. A, if that's a metric, then... For sure. Okay. Then you hit it. Okay. okay. Well, thanks, thanks Kelsey. Stephanie.